In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I went to church on the first Sunday of Christmas on December the 30th, and I was bored to tears. Not here in St. Andrews. I wasn't here. There was another church in town. There was no choir. The attendance was low. The singing was almost non-existent. And the responses in the congregation were lacking. The sermon was pretty good. I looked around, though, and almost everyone there looked a lot like me. Bored. A little uncomfortable. I'm telling you this morning, it's tough. It's difficult sitting in the pews sometimes where you are. It's a lot better up here. A lot better up here. There's a lot more to do. But then I thought to myself while I was sitting there, I said to myself, I said, get out of this mood. Get out of this mood. This is not about you. Open your heart, open your mind, and open your soul to what's going on here right now. And I got to thinking, and I've thought more about it since I left that day. Why do I get up and come to church? That's what I want to share with you a little while this morning. This morning while our church, our whole diocese, is meeting in council in Hattiesburg. Share with you some thoughts I had sitting there the other day and since then too. I looked around while I was there and the first thing I thought about, I said, it's the people. It's the people who are here that make this place meaningful to me. Because these are my friends who shared good times and bad times, laughter and tears. And I said to myself, sit back. Just sit back, close your eyes and take in the quiet and the peace that surrounds you right now. And I was glad to be there. We then confessed our sins. And the priest stood there and said, God forgives you. God forgives you no matter what you've ever done. And God knows I need to hear that. Then the priest said, the gifts of God for the people of God. And I thought to myself, thank you. Thank you. That is really the reason why I'm here. That's why all these other people were there with me. It's the reason why you're here today, too. And I got to thinking, what's so special about what you and I do in the Episcopal Church? Why do you and I as Episcopalians come Sunday after Sunday after Sunday to celebrate the Eucharist? What's so important about it? The Baptists have communion about once every three months, and it's seen as a memorial. Presbyterians and Methodists have communion maybe once a month. They see it as a sign of God's love for us. The Roman Catholic Church Mass is said every single Sunday and is seen as a sacrifice. And when I was growing up in St. Paul's and Meridian, we had communion, I would think, maybe once a month. Either the first or the fourth Sunday, and that's all we had. On the others, we had morning prayer. And I liked morning prayer better. It was shorter. A whole lot shorter. And back then, a child couldn't even come up to the altar rail to have a blessing. You just sat there. You sat there with your parents, and you waited, and you waited, and you waited. And it seemed like forever. Now, thank God, the Eucharist is our principal service. Our principal service each and every time we gather together. 
Eucharist really is a Greek word that means thanksgiving. And every time we get together, we're giving thanks to God for all God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And that's a reason to celebrate and a reason to be here. We also believe in the Episcopal Church in a doctrine known as the real presence of Christ or the spiritual presence of Christ in the Eucharist. We believe that even though this is bread and this is wine, we're eating and drinking. Through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the Eucharist, Christ is spiritually present. Christ is spiritually present in that bread and that wine. When you eat that little piece of bread and that wine touches your lips, Christ is spiritually entering your life. He is saying, I abide in you and you abide in me. How it all happens, I really cannot tell you. It's not something anybody can really fully explain or understand, but it is something I believe and believe with all my heart. That's how when you come here, that bread is placed in your hand, that chalice touches your lips. The forgiveness, the love, the grace, the acceptance of Christ is given to you and will never, never ever be taken away. And that's a great mystery. A wonderful mystery, the foundation of our faith, something which is offered to all the children and adults alike. So my question this morning is, if this is what we believe, if this is what we really profess, then when we come here this morning, the priest places that bread in your hands and says, the body of Christ, the bread of heaven, and the chalice bearer touches that lips, wine to your lips, and says, the blood of Christ, the cup of salvation, why are we not more excited? Why are we not more excited? Why are we not more animated? Because we're swallowing God. We're swallowing God into our life. And God becomes one with us. You ever watch children? Watch children when they come to take communion, they're excited. They're animated. They're looking forward to kneeling up there at the altar rail, standing right there, and having that bread and having that wine shared with them. In fact, I wish you could be up there and see them sometimes. They hold their little hands up high. They look up with excitement in their eyes, ready to receive, excited about what's getting ready to happen. When the bread is placed in their hands, I've heard many of them simply say, thank you. Thank you. And that means even more than amen. I know at a baptism rehearsal the other day, Jennifer was talking about the Eucharist to the parents and godparents who were there, and the fact that all persons are welcome here, and the joy with which children receive. She even remembered talking about when I was in a, at a sermon time time, when I talked about a child who was barefooted at the time too, left the altar rail after he'd gotten the bread, came back behind his parents, and came back for seconds. <laughs> and I gave it to him, too. That's enthusiasm. And so this church offers you this morning the Holy Eucharist of God, the body and blood of Christ, the most wonderful grace, and the closest intimacy that God has to offer. May we all partake of it this day, and have the grace to feed on it in our hearts by grace with thanksgiving.
knowing that each and every time that bread touches our hands and that chalice touches our lips, Christ's life is abiding in us. And thank God it is. Amen.